Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore Twitter NFTs and a lot more. Can you believe that social media marketing world is just a few weeks away? For those of you who are, want to come but can't come, we've got streaming, we've got on-demand, all sorts of awesome options. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. On today's show, I am joined by Madeline Sklar, a Twitter marketing expert, coach, and consultant. She's host of the All Things Audio podcast and the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat on Thursdays at 1 Eastern. Madeline, welcome back to the show. We've got a lot to talk about today, don't we? We sure do, Mike. Thanks for having me back to talk about more Twitter stuff. It's exciting. There's so much news to talk about. Yeah. So let's start with NFT profiles and just a quick what is an NFT? I'll tackle that. A non-fungible token, everybody's probably hearing about it on the news, is basically something you can buy, which is a digital asset that typically has an image signed to it. And now Twitter is somehow working with NFTs. I know you have a lot of NFTs, Madeline. So why don't you explain functionally what they're doing, and then you can talk about the pros and cons of it. Sure. So the NFT world has basically invaded Twitter. You're probably noticing that a lot of people are making their Twitter profile the artwork of an NFT. It's become really common all of a sudden. And you assume that they own that NFT. Like you see this and you think, okay, this is their NFT. But so many people are just basically right-clicking on an NFT image, whether they own it or not, and they're adding that art as their profile picture. It's become just all over Twitter right now. So it's interesting that Twitter has added a new feature to its Twitter Blue subscription service. That's that service that's just $2.99 a month. And you can now authenticate an NFT that you own and show it off as your profile picture on Twitter. And it's currently available only to iOS users right now. And 
you'll know that that's what somebody's doing when you see that it's a hexagon shape. So it turns your profile picture on Twitter, on both mobile and desktop into a hexagon shape. And what's cool about this, Mike, is that people can click on it to see verified details about that particular NFT that belongs in that person's wallet. I mean, it's really slick. I played around with it and it supports a variety of these different crypto wallets like MetaMask, which is super popular, Coinbase wallet, Ledger, Rainbow, and a few others. So if you're into NFTs, this might be a feature that you would really like to have. But if you're not subscribed to Twitter Blue, not everybody subscribes to that service. A lot of people don't feel like they want these extra features. This might be something if you're really in an NFTs, it might get you to start subscribing to Twitter Blue and have that available. It's really interesting, Mike. You know, a lot of people are getting into NFTs. I'm seeing a lot of our colleagues in the marketing and social media world embracing it. I've been embracing it. So it's pretty neat that you could do this. Yeah, I want to ask you a few more questions about this. So mm-hmm. first of all, Twitter Blue is a paid subscription. What is it, $3 a month or something like that? Yeah, $2.99 in the U.S. It's available in just a handful of countries like now, like New Zealand, Australia, Canada, U.S., might be a few others. So for us in the U.S., it's $2.99. I think Canada or Australia might be like 3 or $3.49. It's kind of in a $3 range per month. And you get features. You get some extra features, like an undo. But, you know, it's not the edit, but there's an undo. So you could have a timer set for all your tweets to say, like, when I do a tweet, give me 10 seconds or give me a whole minute. I do like five seconds for mine. That gives you that chance to go, wait a minute, let me change my mind and change it back, which is kind of cool. Yeah, or fix a typo or something, right? Yeah, exactly. So back to the NFT stuff, let's talk about like you own a lot of NFTs. I own a few NFTs, but what's your thoughts on whether us as influencers or thought leaders ought to consider doing something like this? You know, this is so interesting, Mike, because this is new territory. And so right now I'm putting the brakes on it. I'm really into NFTs. I'm learning a lot right now. I've been like all in for a few months now and I've been purchasing some NFTs. And when this service became available on Twitter, which was back on January 21st, I thought, you know what, let me do this. Let me follow the steps and put one of my NFTs up as my profile picture. And the big mistake I made is I did this for one of my Twitter Smarter Chats. It's a very popular weekly Twitter chat. And I did an announcement at the beginning of the chat, like explaining why my profile picture was different and what it was and what I'm doing. And people were really up in arms. They were like, wait a minute. It really shows you that people look at profile pictures more than the actual name when they're surfing around and and in the feeds and especially in spaces. So it confused a lot of people. They didn't like it. They didn't understand it. They didn't know like, why would I change my profile picture when I have a really good branded headshot that I've been using for the last several years? So it really made me step back and think about as a marketer, as a personal brand, is this a really smart move? So what I've done for myself when I want to show support to NFT projects that I do own, they're all over Twitter space. You might be noticing Twitter spaces is overrun with Web3, crypto, and NFT conversations. And it's a great way to learn more about this. I've been learning a lot just from listening in these different rooms. But when I'm in a room and it's an NFT project I support and they mention they're going to be in spaces and I join that space during that time, which might be 30 minutes or an hour max, I'll change my profile picture to that NFT because it shows 
those people there running their room that I'm one of their supporters. That's cool. And I think that is a good way to do it. But then I put it right back, Mike, because I'm a power user on Twitter. I host the Twitter chat, Twitter Smarter. I have three different Twitter spaces, rooms I host each week. It confuses too many people. So it's not going to be a regular thing for me. But I love that they're offering this. I think it's a great idea for people that are super into NFTs right now. Well, I'm glad you mentioned spaces. It's true that I've been hearing from a lot of people that spaces where a lot of these conversations have been happening. What is it that's changed recently with spaces? Because since the last time you've been on the show, there's been a couple of important changes, right? Yeah, you can now record your room in spaces. Now, I was an early beta test host, so I've had this ability for a really long time to record my room. So they were testing it for a really long time. But what they've done now as of mid-January is all room hosts on both iOS and Android can now record their spaces. So basically, when you're scheduling your room or when you're ready to go live, there's a little toggle button that you set to record. And what's great about this, Mike, is that that recording stays available as a replay for 30 days after the space ends. And people are loving that because it used to be about being there live in these rooms. But what if you can't be there live? I've missed so many amazing conversations. Oh, so wait, it immediately is playable, backable to anyone? Immediate. Oh, that's good. What's so great about this feat, because again, like I've been testing it like probably for six months. So I'm just so used to having this ability, but now all Twitter spaces hosts can do this. And so, yes, as the second you close your room and it's over, it is now available to listen as a replay. And that replay stays open for 30 days. So I'm so glad Twitter, we've been requesting them to make this a fuller rollout to everyone. They just did a really long test with the small group of us. Very cool. Okay. So there's been a bunch of other updates to Twitter. First of all, some new DM functionality. You want to mention what's going on with the direct messaging? Yeah, this is really cool. Now, being that I've been a subscriber to Twitter Blue since it became available, they have this thing where they'll actually let you test some features first. So I got to test this new feature where you can pin up to six DMs, which is kind of nice because what you want to be able to do is easily access your most popular conversations and pin it at the top. Just like they have the pinning feature for Twitter lists, you can pin up to five of your Twitter lists at the top. So now they've applied this to the DM. So when I tested this last year, Mike, it was an excellent feature to have. So they have now rolled this out to everyone as of February 17th, and it's available on both iOS, Android, and the web. So again, when you have like, you know, some of your conversations where, you know, you're talking to the same people very regularly, it's nice to not have to go wade through all those DMs to find it when you want to go back to them. Again, you can just easily keep them at the top. And it's real easy to use. Let me explain it though, because it is a little confusing until you realize what it is to do. Uh, But once you know what to do, super easy. So when you're on mobile and you're looking at your DMs, you don't want to tap it in the DM. You just, when you're looking at all the different DMs, the one that you're interested in, you would swipe to the right and that will pull up a little pen that you can pen it and then you can unpen it. When you're on the web, And again, you're surfing, you see all your different DMs. You put your mouse over the particular DM you're interested in. Don't open the DM, just put the mouse over and you're going to see three dots. Click on that and that's how you can pen it. So until you understand how to do it, they don't make it super obvious. I didn't see any instructions. You know, usually when there's a new feature, a little screen will pop up and walk you through the steps of how to do. I had to just play around with it and figure it out. But now that I know, I wanted to make sure I explained it to everyone so they knew exactly how to do it. Awesome. 
super follows. Talk to us about what are super follows and what's new with super follows. Yeah, they have a new feature for super follows creators, but let me explain exactly what super follows is because not everybody really understands this yet. It's a subscription service that's been tested. It's been slowly rolling out. I actually just got a notification earlier this week that I've been accepted to be able to have super follows if I want it. And what it does, it gives you the ability to offer your most engaged followers extra content, very much like Patreon, where you can just kind of have those super fans and give them content content just for them. So there's a new feature now that's available only on iOS where the creator can see all of their interactions with the subscribers, with the people that subscribe to them as the creator in their notifications tab. So normally when we're, when any of us are in our notifications at the top of the screen, you see all and mentions. So if you're a creator of super follows, like you're able to do this for your fans, then you're now going to see this extra item in the menu that will say super followers. So you'll see your all your mentions and super followers. And so when you click on super followers, you can see all of their interactions with you. So it just makes it a lot easier to, you know, so you don't miss interactions with any of your paid subscribers. Very cool. Speaking of paid and money, what is this tips thing that they're coming out with? Is this related to this or is this something totally different? Yeah, no, it's different. They've had this Twitter tips feature for a while now. It's like a tip jar a way for creators to, you know, get some funds. They launched it back in September of last year with Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, Patreon, Bitcoin. They, they had like all these different options in there. But an issue that kept coming up is that not everyone around the world has access to these payment options. And a lot of the work I do online, Mike, I, I talk to people all over the globe and I've had plenty of people say, wow, this tip thing is so cool. But we don't have those options. So we can't even participate in this. So Twitter decided to add several new payment providers to the tip jar recently. So there's one called Pega and Barter by Flutterwave. And these are popular in Africa. So this now opens up people in Africa to be able to take advantage of having a tip jar on their profile. And Paytm is for people in India. And they also just added Ethereum as well. So the expansion of tipping options just allows for more revenue opportunities for creators. And I think that is a really good thing. Wait, did you say you can tip in Ethereum? You can. Wow. For those that don't know what that means, that is a cryptocurrency, which is kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They've had Bitcoin since last year, but they just added Ethereum. Huh. With Ethereum being so popular right now, especially with all the NFT stuff, I thought that was uh, super smart of them to do that. Fascinating. Okay. Twitter rolls out something called Toolbox. What is this exactly? Yeah, this is interesting. So what Twitter just did at the 1st of February is they put together this new Toolbox. It's 11 different third-party tools that they recommend to help make your experience on the platform better. And they've broken it down into these three categories, expression, safety, and measurement. So hmm. for expression, they have the Chur app and Thread Reader, which are basically for Twitter threads and Buffer, which is a very popular scheduling tool. I've been using Buffer for probably 15 years. It's been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. And then for safety, they have these three, I'm not familiar with them, but it's Moderate, Bodyguard and Block Party. And these help with bullying and trolls. So I think that is 
excellent. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And then they've got these measurement tools, and I'm familiar with some of them, ELO, Blackmagic, Direcon, FollowerWonk, and Tweeps Map. And these are all really popular analytics tools. I, I've used like half of those myself. And what's great, Mike, is that most of these tools are free, and most of them have premium options as well. And what's great about this for marketers is that Twitter has vetted these already, and they meet their quality and safety standards. So you know that these are going to be good quality tools. You may remember several years ago, Twitter came down on a lot of third-party tools. They shut them off. I used to do work with Managed Flitter. I used to host one of their Twitter chats. And they like one day just shut them down as a third-party tool. And it was at a time where they were doing this to uh, quite a few different third-party tools with no explanation and went through this period where a lot of developers were really upset with Twitter, that Twitter wasn't really listening to them. It was just so many issues. And it's nice to see that now that some years have gone by, they've really worked really hard to try to get back on track with developers and encourage third-party tools and development. And it took them a long time to get here, but it's great to see this really shows that they do like having developers out there for third-party tools. I think when you were last on the show, we talked about Twitter communities, and I guess now they're coming to Android. So yeah. remind everybody what Twitter communities, that's like their answer to groups, right? Yeah, it's kind of like Facebook groups meets Reddit. It's a cool way to have private conversations just for a group of like-minded people. It's still not very public yet, unfortunately. Until someone invites you, you get invited to one, and then you get this whole new navigation on your Twitter on both mobile and desktop for a community section. And once you're in one, it's easier to find others. But currently, they don't have a way to just go surf around and see like, what are the communities? I think it's coming because they've been doing such a slow test rollout. Whereas now, if anybody wants to start their own community, they're now letting them instead of before it was an application process. But what's new in late January is that Twitter finally added Android. So instead of it being just iOS and web, Android users can now join in the fun and participate in Twitter communities. So I think that was excellent idea. We don't like anyone being excluded. Many people that are listening to this podcast might remember, and I know you do, Madeline, that Jack Dorsey left Twitter to focus on Square, now known as Block right? To really go all in on the uh, crypto side of things. And a lot of us were wondering what's going to happen to Twitter with Jack gone, but they just did come out with their Q4 report and it appears they're doing pretty well. Maybe you could share a couple of the highlights and your thoughts on whether or not not having Jack has impeded innovation. It certainly appears as if it hasn't, right? It doesn't appear that it has at all. What's great about the new CEO, Mike, is that he's been an engineer at Twitter for a really long time, and he's been very hands-on. And I remember first reading about all of this when Jack Dorsey was departing. He said that the new CEO was so immersed and involved with all the decisions, with all the new products for quite some time. So it's not like he's just coming from the outside and, you know, this guy really knows his stuff. And I think being an engineer is a good thing. And they're still innovating. They're still putting out so many new features on a regular basis. So I have really high hopes. And yeah, their Q4 report just came out this month and it showed for the fourth quarter of last year, it reached 1.57 billion with ad revenue of 1.41 billion. And that both those numbers are up 22% year over year. But what's really interesting is their what they call their monetizable daily active users. And 
It has reached 217 million users, and they say that's up 13% year over year. And this is a newer type of metric they report. It used to be they reported a monthly metric, but they've been doing this daily active users. They have to call it monetizable daily active users because they want everybody to know, like, these are monetizable users, unlike Snapchat, where they say that their user numbers, while it's a little bit higher, are not necessarily monetizable users. So they said when they started reporting this back in February 2019, at that time, Time for daily active users, it was 126 million. And today we're 217. So that is like a big jump. I think that shows how well Twitter is doing getting new followers over time. That is absolutely amazing. And folks that have been paying attention to this show over the last couple of months, it appears to me as at least that all the social platforms are going through radical changes right now, right? And I think part of it is because of competition like they're all competing against each other. The other part of it, of course, is the whole Web3 thing that we've been talking about with NFTs. So I'm very fascinated by what's going on. And one of the places where we're going to be talking about this a lot is here in San Diego at Social Media Marketing World, literally in about two and a half weeks. So folks, if you want to understand from a lot of the thought leaders in the marketing world and also some of the Web3 thought leaders, you're going to grab your ticket, go to socialmediamarketing.world. Madeline, I know you would be there if you could be there. We're going to miss you for sure. If folks want to connect with you, where do you want to send them? Where can they find out more? Oh, the best place would be Twitter or my website, MadelineSklar.com. I'm really easy to find since I have an unusual name. So at MadelineSklar on Twitter, MadelineSklar.com. And I uh, would love to connect. Every time I'm on here, Mike, I always get some great tweets from people that watch this and tell me how much they learn so many new things about Twitter. And that excites me because Twitter is a great platform and so many awesome things you can do with it. And it's where a lot of the new innovation is happening. How cool that all this Web3 stuff is happening literally on Twitter, right? Absolutely. It's Discord and it's Twitter. And we know Twitter way better than we know Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we sure Discord. I would much rather hang out on Twitter. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you all next time. Bye, everyone. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.